Did you know that if your website is running too slowly, it can cause higher bounce rates, lower search engine rankings, lower page view numbers, and even lower conversion rates? To put it simply, a slow website means lower profits. In fact, if your website is delayed by more than one second, it can literally be costing you thousands of dollars a year. But don't worry, I have an answer for you. WPX Hosting. WPX Hosting has some of the fastest website hosting on the planet with lightning quick servers, 24-7 support that is available in less than 37 seconds when you need them, blazing fast load times, and even a free high-speed content delivery network. But that is not the best part. Even if you are with another host, WPX Hosting will work with you for free to migrate your site over in less than one one day. Along with automatic backups, malware scanning and removal, email, staging area, and 99.95% uptime guarantees, WPX Hosting is the exclusive web host for the Blogger Evolution podcast. Our friends over at WPX Hosting want you to join the family as well. For a limited time, you can enjoy a 50% discount on the first month of hosting, meaning that you can make your website faster for less than $13. Visit Benji'sDad.com slash hosting for your 50% off coupon. That's Benji'sDad.com slash hosting. Remember, a Faster website means higher profits. I have articles that I have written back in 2016 that to this day, a single article still earns me an income of anywhere between 40 and $100 per month. What job do you have where things that you did three to four years ago is still making you an income today? And ladies and gentlemen, that is the definition of passive income. Regular people are taking their passions and interests, writing about it in a blog and making a living from it. But not everyone is successful. There is a right way to build a blog and a wrong way. And I am here to help you succeed with your online business. My name is Chris Miles, and this is the Blogger Evolution Podcast. Uh, welcome to episode four of the Blogger Evolution Podcast. My name is Chris Miles. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your day. And today we are going to dive into the subject of passive income. Passive income really gets a bad rap, especially online, because it's one of those buzzwords that people just use and use just to get your attention. And they tell you that, hey, you can do this or you can do that and you can make a passive income. They're hinting to the fact that you can make money without having to do any work. But to be honest, that is the complete opposite of what passive income, at least when you try to earn it online, actually is. When you make passive income. You know what? First of all, let's define what passive income is. Is passive income really passive? Passive as in you don't have to do anything for it to uh, for it to generate, for money to just be deposited into your bank account. So let's get like the official definition of passive income. In fact, it says income that requires little to no effort to earn and maintain little to no effort to earn and maintain well you know what 
I'm a Louisiana boy and I love food. Okay, food is one of my favorite things to do and to eat and just really to enjoy nice, flavorful food. In fact, my wife is Jamaican and she knows just how to cook like a Jamaican. And I absolutely love that. So let's go ahead and liken this to food a little bit. I'm sure you've heard of a crock pot or a, a slow cooker. These things, you basically, you set it up, you put in your ingredients, you dump a lot of stuff into it. To be honest, I have no idea how to do it, so don't ask me. <laughs> but you put it all together and you turn it on and then you let it sit. And it can sit upwards of four to six or even you know eight or more hours as it slow cooks your roast or slow cooks you know whatever it is you happen to have in the crock pot. So does that become passive food? Just think about that. Just because the food kind of cooks itself, you press one button and then you come back and look at it, you know, hours and hours later. But here's the kicker. You still had to put the food together. I still had to go to the store and buy the food. I still had to find a recipe that I wanted to follow and then add my seasonings and then throw it all into this big pot, put the lid on, plug it in and then turn it on. So notice just because it's passive food to a certain extent, there was still a lot of setup that was required to get it to where I wanted it to be. Passive and excuse me, passive income online with your blog is the exact same thing. Yes, at some point it will become pretty passive where it's kind of growing on its own. But until then, it will take a significant amount of work from you to set it up. It's just not going to happen overnight. Now, one of my favorite ways to earn a passive income is through a blog, through writing helpful articles, putting it out there online, having people find it. And then as they find the articles, they are helped. They click on the affiliate links and they buy products that I promote. So why a blog? Why is it that a blog, in my opinion, is one of the greatest ways in which you can earn a passive income? Well, it's because blogs can rank in Google for years, not weeks, not months, not days. I'm talking about years. I have articles that I have written back in 2016 and 2017 on certain blogs. More specifically, I have a blog on luxury watches that to this day, a single article still earns me an income of anywhere between 40 and $100 per month. How many things have you worked on that three to four years later is still earning you an income? What job do you have? where things that you did three to four years ago is still making you an income today. It's pretty rare, at least from what I can tell. It's pretty rare for things to pay you for that long. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the definition of passive income. You know, when you try to post on uh, Facebook, or you try to post on Pinterest. Yeah, those places work in getting you traffic and getting you 
uh, uh, targeted people who would be interested in what you write on your blog. But there's always a but. But how long does that usually last? Yeah, you can get some Pinterest posts out there that will get traffic to your site literally within a few days. I have experiences of people who are starting their blogs. They start posting some Pinterest pins and literally within a month, they're getting over 100,000 hits to their websites. That's significant. I get it. Things such as Pinterest do work. However, I rarely see pins that last for months or years. You get that quick high. And then it's a quick low. Now, I'm not hating on Pinterest. I'm not saying that it's not a good source of traffic. However, more times than not, I notice that I might be in a niche that Pinterest doesn't work on. Or maybe uh, I actually get some pins out there and the traffic only lasts for a very short period of time. That doesn't uh, bode well for wanting to earn a passive income. I want to be able to create information once and then have it earn me an income for years down the line. And that's possible with a blog and with writing for SEO content. So that's why I enjoy using a blog. So you have to remember that uh, as well, that passive income isn't just press one button and then it happens. Okay, Uh, a favorite book of mine is The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Yes, it is possible to create a business that basically runs itself because of systems that you have put in place. But it does require you to put those systems in place. So when it came to passive income, especially when I was first getting started, I, I needed to realize just how much passive income I wanted, how much I needed in order to survive. So what I did is I came up with my passive number. Okay, so a passive number was basically how much money I was making a year from my regular nine to five job and then dividing it by 365. By doing that, I was able to get a number of how much money I needed to earn in order to maintain the same lifestyle. So I had a job that was making approximately probably a little under $50,000 a year at the time. So so 50,000 divided by 365 equals $136. So that was my goal. My goal was to make $136 a day in order to still make the same amount of money that I was making working a regular job. And in the grand scheme of things, if you really think about it, $136 is not that much money. Uh, It is a lot of money for a lot of people. I get that. But in terms of living, $136 probably isn't going to get you very far. You know, it might pay your cell phone bill, it might pay your light bill, things of that nature. But in order to get that consistently is how you can turn a business from just being this novel idea on the side to actually becoming a viable source of income that you can live on. And the goal here is to make it passive so that systems that I put in place in the past will continue to work for me now as I continue to work on other sources of income 
for my business. So quickly, that was basically what passive income is and the number that I needed. What number do you need? Take your income, divide it by 365 and think about it. What is it that you need your passive number in order for you to survive with your online business? You may be surprised. It might make it a little easier to stomach when you realize that, hey, I only need about a hundred to $150 a day in order to survive. So the first thing that you need to do if you want to have a passive income is you need to create a helpful resource, not just any kind of resource. Notice a helpful resource. You need to become the landing spot or the hub for all things about your chosen niche. Whatever it is that you enjoy doing, whatever it is that you enjoy helping people with, when you sit down with friends, what's the first thing that comes out of your mouth most often? That is probably what you need to be making your uh, blog about. That's your niche. So go out there and create a helpful resource for other people who want to learn more about that niche as well. And you don't even have to be an expert to do this. You just need to stay ahead of your readers by 10%, 20%. Stay one or two steps ahead of them to those that you want to actually help and create content that helps those who are behind you. But you also want to create content that you find interesting. Because if you find it interesting, chances are they are going to find it interesting as well. A lot of your experience in your niche isn't unique. I'll give you an example. I recently started a golf blog. Okay, I took up golf and I'm just trying to learn it as best as I can. So with this blog, you know, as I go out there and play golf every once in a while, I do actually realize that I have questions about things that I never realized you know, I, I had questions about before when I'm out there on the links. Now, that question that I have isn't necessarily unique. Other people who are just starting with golfing likely come across the same issues. When I first started golfing, I didn't know that uh, it may have been you know, required to have golf shoes. Now, it's not 100% required, but it definitely does help your game. But I didn't know that. I thought maybe, you know, do I need to buy this $100 pair of golf shoes? Or can I just grab my Nikes and just go out there and, and just start up? And I went out there with my Nikes and on the driving range, and I almost slipped and fell when I uh, swung at the ball so hard. And then at that moment, I realized why I needed golf shoes. So now I went out and uh, created an article about it, posted it onto the website, and I'm getting traffic there. Why? Because other people who are around the same niche, other people who are starting with golf, have the same questions. It's not getting a ton of traffic, at least not yet, but it shows that other people are having the same problems that I'm having. So I created a helpful resource for people to find. So now that I'm answering questions, another thing that you should be able to do on your resource or on your website, on your blog, is to write reviews. 
So reviews are articles that you post on your website that review a particular product in your space. So just using the example of golf, since we happened to be talking about it earlier, if I went out and bought a pair of golf shoes, I would then write a review of me using those golf shoes. What I think about using those golf shoes. I would take pictures of the golf shoes while I'm using them and post them onto the website. Show people that I actually went out there and bought the golf shoes so I have at least some authority to speak on them. Now, the thing about reviews is that you can now partner with companies and become an affiliate of theirs, whether it's Amazon, whether it's Dick's Sporting Goods or whatever it happens to be. And, you know, when it, when it comes to golf, however, it works almost everywhere. I believe I saw a statistic somewhere 89 to 90 percent of all companies have some type of partner program or affiliate program. You just have to join it. So in your review, you give a good, honest review about what you think about the shoes or the product. Writing that review, people are going to find it on Google. Read what you have to say about it. And if they are inclined, they'll go and make a purchase using your affiliate links, which means you make an income. So there is an issue when it comes to writing reviews, however. You shouldn't have your website be nothing but reviews, 100% reviews, because it doesn't work out for your blog in the long term. You're not creating an audience. You're just creating very highly transactional content. And what we mean by transactional content means is people will stumble upon your site, they'll read your review, and then they're gone. You haven't really given them a reason to stick around. You haven't given them any other value because all your website is, is reviews. Another reason why you don't want your entire website to be just reviews is that reviews typically have low traffic, all right? Meaning that you can uh, create the review and you might get 100 people to your site a month, depending on whatever uh, the product happens to be. Maybe some months you might get 500 to 1,000 people to hit it regularly, but it's very uh, up and down. There are times where it's, it may be trending and a lot of people are looking for it, but then not so much at other parts of the year. Or maybe it only trends for a short period of time and it never trends again. And then you just kind of wasted your time writing that article. So you have to remember, you need to create a mixture of, uh, of articles on your website. That was a mistake that I've made on uh, a couple of websites before, where all I did was create reviews, reviews, and reviews. I was not creating a resource. I was not creating something that people could find and want to stick around. This actually also happened uh, on my YouTube channel, the Benji's Dad YouTube YouTube channel. If you look early on, you'll see it's nothing but reviews, 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 reviews of different types of uh, make money online type products. And then me suggesting another type of online uh, make money online product that actually was legitimate. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> That's just how it was when I first started, you know. Uh, and since then, I've stopped doing that kind of thing. Instead of uh, just finding, you know, trash products just to recommend a gold product, which is, you know, it is a strategy. It's a low-hanging fruit strategy. It's not how I would completely structure an entire 
blog because you want people to come back. You want people to have a reason to come back. And you do that by being helpful, by answering other similar questions in your space, not just reviews. So now that we have defined passive income and we realize that we need to create a resource for people to find and the type of content we need to put onto that resource for people to find, there are two more things that we need in order to help us generate some passive income. But before we get into that, let's take a quick break for a short message. I cannot begin to tell you how frustrating it was to build a website when I first got started blogging. Building web pages was a chore, trying to collect email addresses was totally hit and miss, and trying to hire someone to do this kind of stuff for me was insanely expensive until I stumbled on Thrive Themes. Before Thrive Themes, I was spending hundreds of dollars a month just to keep my site up and running, collecting new leads for my business. But now I pay one flat fee and get everything that I need in one plugin. There are thousands of themes out there on the internet, but Thrive Themes is the only one that is not only lightning fast and very intuitive, but it is the only theme that I have seen that is also very conversion focused, meaning more leads for your business, which equals to more money in your pocket even with a small audience. Thrive Themes is the one and only plugin that I install on every one of my new websites that I build because it just works. The Blogger Evolution Podcast has partnered with Thrive Themes and can get you a 24% off coupon when you sign up for their Thrive Membership Yearly Plan. So start or improve your blog today by adding what some are calling the ultimate arsenal of business weapons all in one place. Visit Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes. That's Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes for your 24% off coupon. Have you been struggling to make money with your blog? Or maybe you'd like to learn how to build a blog and start generating a passive income, but just don't know how to go about it. But don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing Blog Builder Pro. Blog Builder Pro is a comprehensive online course designed to take you from a complete beginner to having a website up and running that is making you money. Blog Builder Pro takes the guesswork out of monetizing your blog by teaching you an easy and step-by-step -step guide called the Nifty 50 Core Steps. These steps will tell you what to do and when to do it so that you are never lost. One of the biggest frustrations that newer bloggers have is that they do not know if the work they are putting into their sites will yield them some kind of results. But thanks to the more than 60 professionally produced lessons, special worksheets, easy blog and email templates, exclusive discounts, and a community that is there to help answer questions 24-7, Blog Builder Pro is rocking the industry with this groundbreaking and comprehensive training, holding your hand step-by-step -step from start to finish. And listeners of the Blogger Evolution podcast get a special treat by getting a 10% discount just by using promo code podcast. So go to blogbuilderpro.net and check out the free webinar for some more information. That is blogbuilderpro.net and use promo code podcast for your exclusive 10% discount. All right, so we are back from break. So our question of the day is presented by WPX Hosting. WPX Hosting is the number one 
website uh, host provider that we use for the Blogger Evolution podcast. It's the one that I use for every uh, um, blog that I've created probably within the last year. And I've created a few of them. And it's really great when it comes to what they have to offer to people, especially in terms of speed. They have a free content delivery network. There's a there's a few great things about it. So I definitely uh, recommend that you check out WPX Hosting. For more information, just check out Benji'sDad.com slash hosting. That's Benji'sDad.com slash hosting. So our question of the day presented by WPX Hosting is how to make a passive income with a blog. So we've already talked about what a passive income is. And now we've talked about how to create a resource for people to find on Google. So point number three, the next thing that we need in order to get this passive income up and rolling is we need to generate traffic. So even if you're brand new to blogging, let's define what traffic is. Traffic is just people, people who are landing onto your website looking for information. There's many different types of traffic sources out there. Pinterest is a traffic source. That's where people are. YouTube is a traffic source. Facebook is a traffic source. Google is a traffic source. Wherever people are, that is where where we need to go in order to get those people to hopefully come to our websites. And that's what's called generating traffic. Generating traffic is the lifeblood of your business. Imagine having imagine having a store and nobody ever walked by your store or people didn't even know that you existed. How much money do you think you'll make that way? Absolutely nothing, because people don't know that you're there. They don't know that you exist. They don't know that you have, you know, the, the greatest whatever, you know, the greatest information on golf or the greatest information on pets available. You can have the greatest, most beautiful looking website in the world. But if nobody knows that it exists, it's going to make you zero dollars. So you need to learn to generate traffic. The most important part about generating traffic is you want to make sure that this is traffic that can stand the test of time. As in not necessarily quick hitters or quick wins. That's not what we want. We don't want to create, have to constantly create post on Facebook, post after post. Same thing with Pinterest, creating pins constantly and only getting a marginal amount of traffic from it. Or maybe we do get a lot of traffic from it, but then it immediately dies and we don't get anything else from it. We want to generate traffic that lasts for years. And we touched on that a little bit earlier in the podcast. So since traffic is so important, generating traffic is probably one of the more difficult parts of building a passive income with a blog. But when done right, it is definitely worth the effort. My favorite way, if you haven't guessed it already, my favorite way to generate traffic to a website is with search engine optimization through Google. Google is one of the largest resources on the planet and it's not even close. The second biggest website in the world is YouTube. And you know who owns YouTube? You guessed it. Google. So understanding search engine optimization when it comes to Google is going to get a flood of traffic to your website consistently 
and for years. You can theoretically write a blog post today that can rank until 2023. And I know that's the case because I've done it. I've written blog posts that are about four years old and are still ranking on the first page of Google. And some of which are generating me a decent income. Not bad for something that I did years ago. So there is a misconception out there that SEO is confusing or that SEO is difficult to do. But to be honest, SEO is very, very easy. There's only about 10 things that you need to understand when you create your blog posts. Once you have those 10 things put together, you kind of rinse and repeat with every article that you write, which means eventually it's going to kind of be ingrained in your mind. You're going to just memorize it. You're going to know what works and you're going to know what's going to uh, get your articles on Google the best. That way people will find them and go to your website. Just to list a couple of examples of what you need to know in terms of SEO and to draw that highly, highly targeted audience, meaning that people who are interested in what you have to write and what you have to uh, promote onto your website, you have to learn some basic SEO. On-page SEO is what we call it. On-page as in the things that you do on your blog post. The number one thing that you need to do in terms of SEO is you need to have good keyword research. You need to find articles, uh, ideas. You need to find uh, keywords that you know you have a good shot at ranking for. Too many times new bloggers just start to write articles over and over and over again, and they uh, have a keyword research tool that may tell them that, hey, this is a good article that you need to write for, but they never take the time to Google it just to see what's out there. The number one thing that you need to do in terms of SEO is make sure that you even have a shot at ranking for a keyword term that you're going for. That right there is going to save you years of time already. Trust me, I've been there. You want to also, uh, once you have that keyword, is to make sure you put it in your title. Include it in the first 100 words of your article. Use it naturally throughout. Use things that are called semantic keywords. These are keywords that are similar to the keyword that you're using that you would normally use when speaking about that subject. So, for example, you know, I always like to go back to coffee. Coffee is one of my favorite things to drink. And uh, when it comes to uh, blogging and you're using what are called semantic keywords, these are going to be keywords that you can't really use unless you are talking about coffee. You can't talk about coffee unless you mention words such as water and mug and roast and French press or coffee maker. Those words help to identify what your blog is about. It's what Google uses because it doesn't necessarily have to be very keyword specific. If you use a particular type of phrase and you use it in that order, how to make coffee, how to play golf, something of that nature. In the past, you used to be able to put that phrase, how to make coffee, a hundred times in your article and Google would rank you. That's not the case anymore today. You need to use keywords that are similar to it in order for Google to understand what your article is about and be able to rank you for it. 
This is a good thing, by the way. When Google knows what your article is about, they can then rank you for other similar terms that you may not have even thought of. So that's a couple of steps that you need for SEO. Once you do that, your articles will start ranking. And in some instances, they can rank for years. So let's move on to our fourth point that the one thing that you absolutely need to have once you have uh, identified your passive number, once you have created a resource and you started to generate traffic through SEO, you now need to build relationships. You need to have uh, a way for you to become real to people who land on your site. When people are first landing onto your site, they are finding your articles because they Googled something and your website had the best answer for them. That's highly transactional, meaning that there is no feeling, there's no emotion happening with the person and the writer. So the goal is to build a relationship with that person. So how do you build a relationship when it's really just written words on the page? It's difficult. It's not easy. I will say that. However, there is a few ways that you can do it that will actually work very, very well. And one way that I have found that works outstandingly well is building relationships through email. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, email is not dead. People are still checking their emails and they will for a while now. So how is it that you can become an emotional resource for people. Because if you really think about it, people buy, people make purchase decisions based on emotion, based on trust. They don't do it just because someone tells them to do it. How hard would it be to walk up to somebody and say, hey, give me $20? And you don't give them a reason to give you $20. That's why we have impulse buys. When you go to the grocery store and they have candy, you know, or magazines or sticks of gum, you know, whatever it happens to be right there at the cash register. At that point, you know that you're about to leave the store. And you know what? I didn't know that I needed to buy that Esquire magazine. I didn't know that I needed that Snickers bar right now. But man, if I don't get it now, I probably won't get it again in a while. So now you're working on emotion and you get that impulse buy and you pick it up right then and there for something you didn't even know that you needed when you walked into the store. But just because you're getting ready to leave, now you need it. All we have to do is create some emotion. And we do that by building relationships through email. You need to find a way to build trust off of your blog. You need to find a way to get people to give you their email address so that you can then send them emails and create a relationship. It doesn't have to be like, you know, husband, wife, you know, brother, sister type relationship. You just need to come across as an authority in your space so that they can trust you to make purchases that are going to help them achieve the same things that you have already accomplished in your space. If you know how to play the piano and you write an, um, an article or you write a blog, I should say, about helping people learn how to play the piano, then you're going to become an authority to people who don't know how to play the piano. And anything that you use 
different tools, different trainings, different tips and tricks. You can now promote this to your audience once you have established that you you are an authority on how to play the piano. So in theory, that sounds pretty easy. You just have to create a resource, have people find that resource by generating traffic, and then collect their email addresses. So how do you collect email addresses? Well, I use a tool on my website called Thrive Themes. Thrive Themes is probably one of my favorite plugin tools in the world. It's like it has every business tool that you would ever really need in order to run a website effectively. We'll talk more about it in a future episode, but I use Thrive Themes to build landing pages, to build beautiful looking landing pages so that when people find it, they are more apt to give me their email address as long as I'm providing value in whatever it is that I happen to be talking about at the time. By using that and what's called an email autoresponder, I am able to build relationships. An email autoresponder basically is just a tool that you can use where you put all of your email addresses together and send mass emails. Another cool part about an autoresponder is that you can pre-write your emails so that as people join your list, join your email list, you then can send them an automatic list of emails that you've already pre-written. And if you haven't noticed, that is what makes it passive. That's the best part about an autoresponder. It does the work for you even when you're not actively working on it. When I'm sleeping at night, my email autoresponder is sending emails. When I'm hanging out with the family, my autoresponder is sending emails. I believe there's times where I'm sending thousands of emails a day just from the email addresses that I have collected over the years. And really, it's something that can be done relatively easily by using you know, Thrive Themes and an email autoresponder landing page. So when you're emailing, you want to help people and help show them that you are an authority within your site. One thing that I really like to use when I send an email, especially you know early in a sequence, is I want to uh, email and help someone get a quick win. A quick win is something that you know they can do within a few moments that they didn't have before and they didn't even know that they could do before. Okay, so for an example. Um, one of the things that I teach people how to do is to find affiliate programs that they can then start uh, promoting onto their websites. So one of the emails that I have in my autoresponder sequence is I show people how to find profitable affiliate programs. And in many cases, especially beginners, they don't even know what an affiliate program is. And then I give them a few tips on how they can go out there and find an affiliate program. And literally within minutes, they've already applied for a handful of programs. Most people immediately think, oh, Amazon is the best place for it. Not necessarily. Amazon has some of the lowest commission rates on the internet and it continues to drop. So then when uh, someone who might have a website on DJ equipment are constantly sending people to Amazon, and they might make a sale on some DJ gear that costs like $1,000, but then they only get like a $20 commission on it. Someone spent $1,000 and all you got is 20 bucks, 20 bucks back. But then I give them a quick win 
where they can Google a couple of phrases. All of a sudden, they have some specialty DJ websites that might pay 10%, 15% based on the sale. So now that same customer who's going to make that same purchase for that $1,000 piece of DJ equipment, now I get 100 bucks back from it. That's a big difference. That's five times the amount of money. So I help people find little wins within their business, even if they're not even serious about their business yet. And by doing that, I they see me as an authority because I just helped them do something that they didn't have before. Another type of email that you want to include in your email autoresponder sequence is your story. Your story of how you got there. Now, I don't want you to believe the hype that you don't have a backstory. Everybody has a backstory. There is something about your life that brought you to where you are today. There's something about your life that brought you to where you happen to be at this one moment. Don't discount your story on how you got where you are. Tell your story. Talk about the struggles that you had before you actually achieved what it was you wanted. How did it make you feel when you were going through those situations? What did you do to overcome those situations? Have you overcome those situations? What are you working on? The idea here is to relate to your reader. You want to get on a common ground because when people first stumble upon you and they see you you know, in the space that they want to be in, in the niche that they want to be in, they're going to automatically put you on a pedestal, even if they do it subconsciously. But by you telling your story, you show that you're just like them. Another thing that you can do, another email, I guess you could say, that you can include in your autoresponder sequence is find a way to show your authority. Find a way to show that you know what it is you're talking about. I know that might sound a little kind of uh, counterintuitive to telling your story, but now you want to actually do build yourself up as knowing what you're talking about. Building that trust. And one of the best ways that I've done that is just by uh, getting some of your most helpful pieces of content, your most epic pieces of content, and then sending it to them for them to read, for them to look at. So uh, I might have a post on the top 10 best golf shoes that I found under a hundred bucks. I've done the research. I've gone online. I've tested out a lot of the shoes and this is what I found. Now I can send that information to people in my autoresponder sequence. They can read it and say, oh, they see how thorough the article is. They see how much effort I went into trying to help the reader. And they realize that, okay, this guy is here for the long haul. This guy really wants to help other golfers. You can do that by showing your authority, by sending your best pieces of content. And then you want to also uh, ask for engagement. You can't always send an email asking for an action. Click this, go watch this, go listen to that. Sometimes you want to just be a friend. I have emails in my autoresponder sequence that have no links whatsoever in them. It's just a nice, hey, how's it going? 
what can I help you with? This is good because it helps with engagement. It helps with people replying to your emails so that you can actually uh, uh, see what your audience wants and needs. This then gives you clues on what to create and what to help them with further along in the process. Another type of email that I have found that has been very, very effective is the us against the world mentality. There are always going to be doubters out there on the internet and not just on the internet, really. You can have doubt from your own family with what it is you're trying to do. If you're trying to learn to play golf, you know, I know I'm kind of killing, <laughs> I'm kind of uh, hitting this dead horse here with the golf example, but this is the one that's just popping in my mind here. When it comes to, uh, if I want to learn how to play golf, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who think that learning golf is a waste of time and a waste of money. So what you can do is you can create a us against the world mentality and help others understand the struggle of wanting to learn how to do something. If you want to build a blog, there's people out there who are going to say you're wasting your time building an online business. Why don't you go out there and just get a job? Create an email that talks to that. Let them know that, hey, other people out there are going to think you're nuts. But you're not nuts. There's a group of people, including myself, who know exactly what it is you're going for. And then that's where you swoop in and help them with it. So I hope you see, even with the few email examples that we just went over, the idea here is to give, give, give. And then ask, not take, ask. Gary Vee had a book called, I think it's Jab, 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 Right Hook. The jabbing is just you giving as much helpful information as you possibly can. The right hook is when you ask to buy something. It's when you ask them to uh, perform some type of action for you that's going to help grow your business. You need to give before you can get. And that's basically how you build a relationship with email. So just to do a quick recap, find your passive number. Take your uh, salary, whatever it happens to be, your yearly salary, and divide it by 365. Now you have a goal of what you need to accomplish in order for you to comfortably quit your job. Then you need to create a resource. You need to create a helpful resource. Can't stress that one enough. It's got to be a resource that people are going to want to come back to over and over and over again. Then you're going to want to generate traffic to that resource. My favorite way to generate traffic to uh, my resources that I create is with Google SEO traffic. Some of the most sustainable traffic that you can build ever, really. Uh, at least right now. And it has been that way for the better part of a decade. And then once you've generated that traffic, you need to create a relationship with the person. Show the person that you're just another person, really. You know, you're no one to be put onto a pedestal or anything of that nature. They may automatically do it, but by you relating to them, helping them and showing them what they can do to be similar to where you are, just by being a few steps ahead of them, you can help. 
and you can put all of that on autopilot with an email autoresponder. Once you have that process down, you simply just rinse and repeat. You can do that in pretty much any niche online. That's the crazy part. Once you have a system set up and it's automatically creating revenue for you, passively, now you can go somewhere else and do the exact same thing with another website. It seems tough in the beginning. I get it, it does. But once you've created that first site that earns income, that second site, you'll be able to do it in probably half the time. All you need to do is learn the process and have the confidence that what you are doing is actually moving the needle. Passive income is not easy, but it is worth the time and the effort that it takes to build it. I only needed $136. That was my passive number. So again, I ask you, what is your passive number? So if you want some help, on how to further build a passive income, be sure to head to blogbuilderpro.net. There is a free training on how to earn a passive income with a blog, even if you're not a good writer. So be sure to check that one out, blogbuilderpro.net. So thank you so much for uh, listening. So glad you took the time out. Hopefully you learned something here. Hopefully I was able to provide enough value for you and how you can earn a passive income with a blog. You know, it's, it's not easy, but it is definitely worth the effort. Also, go to your favorite podcatcher and leave us a review, um, letting other people know that this is an awesome podcast. It is something that, uh, you know, I try to give you guys some nice actionable tips so that you can move on building your blog business passively. That's the goal, right? That is the goal. So thank you so much for listening. Um, again, check out blogbuilderpro.net for a free training. And if you have any other questions for me, please let me know.